What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. It is Thursday. It's already Thursday. This week is flying by Thursday, June 21st. I'm your host, Will Brinson. I'm back in the saddle for the rest of eternity, at least this week and maybe through the next week. Uh, we're lining up some great shows, got some good stuff coming. Hope to have some pretty big names lined up for you in the next week. More on that uh, down the road. Have a big name today, Eric Edholm of Pro Football Weekly, a good friend of mine, joining the show. We're going to talk about uh, the. There's a list of coaches that popped up today uh, via Odd Shark. Oddshark.com does a great job of providing odds in a sharky manner, as one might presume. Um, of the first coach who will be first NFL coach will be fired. So we break down those odds. Also talk about some uh, James Winston news that's coming out. Um, a couple of house cleaning items. One. Subscribe to the Pick 6 newsletter. Stay on top of everything that happens around the NFL with this newsletter. It features all the biggest stories, plus the latest mocks, picks, power rankings, and more. Tons of fun NFL goodies for your inbox. You don't have to use social media. You, you One-stop shop. You have to a two-stop shop. One is this podcast. Two is that newsletter. You subscribe. It'll blend together, right? You'll get. You'll find out when the latest episode pops. Comes out around noon, lunchtime every day. Good time to get your NFL news, get it digested. So we got that going for you. I recommend going back, by the way, and checking out other episodes that that came out while I was gone. Adam Azer, who just had a birthday, love Adam Azer. Did a great job hosting. Dave Richard, among just these guys among people. Dave talked to Tracy Wolfson and Mike Mayock. Those are great episodes. And if you like the show. You can get back to rating and reviewing. You know I like to beg for a review here on the Pick 6 Podcast, so feel free to review. And if you like sports, you got to have a Roku streaming player. I'm, I mean, look, this is an ad copy I'm reading, but I will tell you right now, honest to God truth, I fully support everything about the Roku. I mentioned this on the show previously, but um, the, the, we have a Roku that, Plugs into our, it's just a stick, right? It just plugs right into USB, easy to use remote, very adaptable, automatically downloads your, your new apps. You can log into everything you need. It has, uh, you can access over 500,000, uh, TV and uh, TV, movie, movies and TV shows via, you know, all the free and paid channels. I use it for, uh, Netflix, which is easy to get on there. I, I actually got rid of the cable box in my mother-in-law's room and installed a Roku stick. I highly recommend this move. If you have a good enough Wi-Fi, she can just fire up her Frasier episodes on Netflix that way. You can also get onto Amazon Prime videos. When my son needs a nap and I have to do work, like record this podcast, I'll throw him, uh, in, you know, maybe in front of a TV with a Roku and let him play with that. He calls it the black remote. He loves the Roku. It's awesome to have all your subscriptions. If you ever, you know, get professional sports league stuff apps on there. Of course, you can watch CBS Sports HQ. And even if you don't have premium subscriptions, Roku is an awesome way to catch your favorite local teams live with apps through many cable providers. So buy someone you love a Roku or buy yourself one. You can get one for just $29.99. Visit Roku.com. That's R-O-K-U.com to learn more and start streaming today. Quick news and notes from around the NFL it's a slow period, guys. Adam Vinatieri says he's not retiring. He's 45. It's really impressive. He's not, he's not, he's not weak like Brady. Uh, Richard Sherman actually said he found a, a release, predictable release from Jimmy Garoppolo. It's a tell. It turns out Jimmy Garoppolo is fallible after all. Um, I pointed out on Twitter at Will Brinson that 
the lead story on NFL.com at some point on, on Wednesday afternoon was Brady hints at retirement age, retirement age on Instagram. And, uh, and then I had to write a story about it. Naturally, that's just, that's just how it works. And then Alex Smith knows he won't get a free pass in DC because he's like, why would he get a free pass in DC? I don't know. There's not a ton of news. There is some Javis Winston news, which we will get to with Eric Edholm along with breaking down all these coaching candidates. Give him a follow at Eric underscore Edholm. Read his stuff at Pro Football Weekly. All right, Eric. Thanks for popping on. And, uh, I got to know, I, I always like to do a little behind the scenes stuff for people sure. who listen, which is, you know, to, like you and I are both, we're both recording this late on, on Wednesday. Um, yep. I am coming off this trip with my in-laws. And so I'm like disheveled and I, I don't have my bleep together and I can't, I like, so like I'm, I'm hitting up like, like people I like to talk to on, on in real life um, <laughs> at, at the last minute to try and podcast. You were gracious enough to, uh, yeah. to, to join me. And, um, and so now we, we have our children in bed in theory. Yep. And, uh, and we're going to talk about coaches getting fired, which sounds, which sounds <laughs> exciting. Uh, some other news out there. There was a report and we talked about this beforehand. J- uh, according to a report from ESPN Tampa or ESPN Tallahassee, excuse me. Ooh, that's ooh, Jeff okay. Cameron of ESPN Tallahassee via joebucksfan.com. Jameis Winston's camp is quote, prepared for the NFL to levy a suspension of some kind. <laughs> Uh, camera continued. The thought for the Winston campus that it would be a maximum of three games. I do not know at this time whether or not they plan to appeal, and I do not know that three games is an accurate number. Um, so that's a good report there. I've been told yes. that would seem to be the maximum number of games that the suspension could be. And this is for that, the, uh, the Uber driver incident. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised because of Jameis Winston's past and sort of you know, what had, you know, he had the crab legs incident and then of course he yeah. had the, the, the alleged assault incident that he was cleared of in college. But I, I wouldn't be surprised, Eric, if Roger Goodell and the NFL, based on their previous behavior, did in fact levy some out of left field punishment on the Buccaneers quarterback. It just, it, it would seem fitting for how the NFL meets out its discipline. Yeah, I mean, this feels like a version of Zeke Elliott all over again. I don't know that it'll go, you know, get stretched through an appeals process and go to court and all that stuff the way that one did. But, you know, it's like Zeke Elliott where, yeah, I mean, he may have come into the league with a certain sort of reputation, not as public as as Jameis probably because Jameis was a an off-the-field story before he ever stepped in the in the league. But, yeah, I mean, it almost feels like that kind of a deal again. So, you know, the only difference is you don't have a Jerry Jones in Tampa, you know. But, uh, yeah, this is bad news if it does happen. Again, it sounds very vague, like you pointed out. One game, three games, no games, I don't know. But they open at the Saints. I know that. They got the Eagles week two. I know that much, too. So Steelers in week three yeah. and then at the Bears in week four before week five bye. This is actually why and we'll talk about this in a minute. I I, I would <laughs> I would venture a guess that the, the guy who's coaching the team probably doesn't feel great about his job security yeah. uh, that early in the season if they struggle out without their star quarterback. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and, and it's funny because earlier today on Twitter, earlier Wednesday, give it that date, but uh, you know, somebody posted those odds of like, all right, which coach is getting canned first? And everybody's saying, oh, you got to pick, you know, this, you know, the long shot, Jay Gruden, you got to go with this guy. Somebody pointed out, like, this is before the Winston's news even broke. 
you know, Dirk Cutter, right? I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. So like this, <laughs> this doesn't make him feel much better. You're already, you know, kind of piecemealing things together defensively. You got other issues on the offensive line, maybe. And you're hoping your rookie running back is a stud. I mean, that's, there's still a lot of finger crossing going on in Tampa. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing with Tampa, I like what they did uh, yeah. defensively in terms of, you know, you bring in Jason Pierre Paul via trade, you draft Vita Via, Vita Via, you, you uh, signed Vinny Curry and you had those guys with Gerald McCoy and Noah Spence. I mean, they, they yeah. got some talent there. They got some good linebackers. You know, you need, certainly need Vernon Hargraves to have a big year. Add MJ Stewart and Carlton Davis in the second round to beef up that, that second. Secondary, but I mean, this whole thing falls apart. And, and look, there's high expectations in Tampa Bay, and I, I think that there's a. I, I sort of thought Dirk Cutter was toast after this past season, and that I think Jason Light would have to um, certainly, you know, be worried for his job based on what the Glazers do. But yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. When when you look at what this team, what they want this team to be in the division it's in with the tough schedule they have out of the gate. If James is missing and the Bucks stink and they start 0 and 4 and they go to a week five bye, I don't think it's guaranteed that Dirk Cutter makes it through that bye, especially when you have a guy like Mike Smith, who would be a pretty easy elevation guy, you know, like, all right, like, screw it. Let's just elevate Mike to, to head coach after the week five bye and just see what we've got. It wouldn't, you know, I, I don't know. That's just something. It doesn't make any sense from a long term planning perspective, but that's right. the sort of crap you always see in the NFL. Oh yeah. And then you'd have Mike Smith making his interim debut against the Atlanta Falcons. Yes. Yes. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be something, you know? So yeah, I just, right. I do have this fear of like, this thing could fall apart quickly, but I'm like you, I, I like what they did on defense. I mean, I'm still hopeful that maybe Vernon Hargraves is decent, you know, whatever that Kendall Beckwith can be healthy and that, you know, they sort of get all these pieces together up front. I mean, the, the big playabilities there on offense, you know, they just have to be better in the red zone. You know, it's not asking too much on that side of the ball, but yeah, Winston misses a game, two games, three games. You got Fitzpatrick in there. Who knows, man? This, this thing really could fall apart. The crazy thing is they were way more competitive than your, your typical four and 12 team. They were three and seven in one score games. I mean, they had a lot of, you know, so that, that tells you that they were at least in games. Uh, even if they didn't necessarily win them. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and so, uh, Dirk Cutter was 12 to 1. And by, and by the way, the, 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 uh, you know, the odds we're talking about here are, are uh, via at Odd Shark on Twitter who got him via Betway. Um, I don't, I don't know what Betway is, but Odd Shark is, does a really good job of collecting all these odds and sending them out. Um, they do the, the super contest thing every year and I, I help them out with that. Um, Cutter was 12 to 1. Joining him, was Jay Gruden at 12 to 1? And you mentioned that there's a lot of chatter on Twitter about Jay Gruden as a guy who could get fired. Like, like, fired first right. is what the chatter, and these are the odds. It's like, who gets fired first? Yep. I don't, I, I could see Jay Gruden getting fired after this year. I would be really surprised if he was the first coach fired. I, I almost feel like that's a bit of, like, uh, stereotypical Dan Snyder stuff. Cause to me, right. Jay Gruden's done a really good job since he's been in Washington and, and last year, um, I would have to look. I know that, I know that they're at least top five, if not top three, or maybe even number one overall, um, in terms of adjusted games lost by football outsiders. Washington dealt with a ton of injuries. Yep. You know, they, they should be healthy on the offensive line. 
He's dealing with a new quarterback, so you're not just going to cut it loose after a couple of games of Alex Smith. And and I and I think I actually think Washington could be a little bit of a sleeper in the NFC too. I'm with you. Oh, I I you know that was I was surprised the Gruden. T- uh, like you said, the Daniel Snyder factor. You gotta you gotta think about <laughs> it, right? They've been inconsistent. He's had some off seasons, but like you know, you you, think you get Trent Williams back. You hope. Against hope, Jordan Reed can ever play a full season, whatever. But Alex Smith's going to be in there. Derek, Darius Geis adds something to that team. I think he's going to be really good. You know, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen up front. Mm-hmm. I like it. You know, I mean, there's I, there's a lot there all of a sudden. I, the secondary kind of works out a few pieces. I think this is a, a sneaky little team. I don't know that they're going to, you know, win the division, but but – I'm still hopeful for, for Josh Doxson to get a step up. Maybe Paul Richardson adds something. So yeah, I actually think there's something here and I don't, especially when they have such an early buy, like, yeah, I guess you, you know, you get blown out by Green Bay at home and it's a week four buy. Could it happen? Yeah, maybe, but like you, I could see them starting two and one and, and getting off to a good start and being a tough team to play. Yeah, Washington's currently six to one to win the NFC East, and it's interesting to me. I mean, Philly's the clear favorite at minus, you know, minus two hundred. Right. Uh, the Cowboys next there, and then the Giants are like four and a half to one. I mean, I, if you if you if you said, would you rather have the Giants or the the Redskins to win the division? I'll easily take yep. the Redskins over the Giants. I would think I would easily take the. I think the Redskins have a good chance to be the second best team in the division, and the thing that people are kind of sleeping on with the Eagles is a lot of those dudes on Philly are coming back from major injuries. Um, Jason Peters and uh, torn Achilles, Carson Wentz with an ACL. Uh, yeah. Alshon Jeffrey had off-season shoulder surgery. Timmy Jernigan just had surgery as well. So, I mean, I don't I – mean, I like Philly a lot. I think they're going to – they won the Super Bowl. You know, no, no, no kidding. No bleep exclusive here, but I, I just don't know that Phillies, I could see Philly getting off to a slow start and Washington making some noise in that division. So I was surprised to see Jay Gruden on this list. I was extremely surprised to see John Gruden on this list no. at 28 to one. Can you imagine? I mean, the, so the three guys at 28 to one and Betway kind of, you know, get it together, guys. Like what, what <laughs> like what do you do? Like John Harbaugh, John Gruden and Pete Carroll at 28 to one. I mean, Two of those guys have a Super Bowl with their current team. Right. The other guy, Gruden, has a Super Bowl, and he just signed a hundred, a ten-year, one hundred million dollar contract, guaranteed there's, contract, guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no chance in hell he's fired in the next five years. Oh no, they'll be. You know, if if he gets fired, it'll be at a hole in the desert in, in Vegas. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They'll already have moved by that point. You know, and uh, trust me, I yeah, I'm with you on this one. There's no chance in heck that's going to happen. But yeah, I mean, like, I also don't think the Harbaugh's getting. You know, no, no, not in the middle of the season, or you know, it just there's no way. It's not Pete Carroll. Could I see him stepping down at the end of the year? Sure. Absolutely. Like it wouldn't stun me a bit. There's no way he's getting fired after an 0 and 4 start or something. Right, right. And that's the whole thing is like somebody is going to get fired. Although I, I almost feel like, and I would, I probably could have gone back and researched this, um, and had the actual information before the podcast, but I, anecdotally, I feel like the first coach who's been getting fired has been a little bit later each of the last few years. You know, we had, um, Philbin got fired when the, the Dolphins went and, uh, played the, Ra- played the Raiders after that London game. And right. that was early in the season, but he was sort of on the hot seat. But even Jeff Fisher sort of made it to, 
you know, three quarters of the way through that, that, that horrible season, uh, two years ago. Yep. So like it, in my mind, it would, it, you know, it's, it's, you're looking at somebody that's going to get fired around mid season, maybe three quarters of the way in, maybe the first four games in, if it's a total disaster, like, like mm-hmm. we talked about with the Bucks. I mean, Pete, there's no way Pete Carroll gets fired. Right. Bef- like before the end of the season. And if he does get fired, it would be a, he gets to retire situation. The same thing with John Harbaugh. He gets to step away. I mean, I think the Ravens would four and 12. I could see Harbaugh, uh, losing his job at the end of the year, but they wouldn't fire him mid season. Yeah. No, you, both those guys have built up too much credibility. You know, even if Harbaugh, I mean, if the burners have been cranked up a little bit, you know, even if there's a suspicion about how good Seattle will be this season, there's no way. I mean, Carroll can, can basically call his shot. I think, you know, there were whispers last year. Hey, he, he could step down, that sort of thing. He felt re-energized. He's back, but you tell me things couldn't change in a year. Of course, not at the, not during the season. Same with Harbaugh, especially like in Aussies last year. There's just, I just, I couldn't see it go down like that. No. Um, do you think the Seahawks will be any good? I keep convincing myself that they will. You know, like, <laughs> I well, yeah, Russell Wilson, and you know, I mean, and obviously he gives them a chance, and. I don't think they're a terrible team. I don't think there's, you know, like they've lost a lot, of course, but I don't know. What's your thought? I guess I'm kind of looking at them and I say there's still talent. There's still a few players that I would, you know, that any team would love to have, Bobby Wagner and and Russ and Doug Waldwin and, you know, good little core, but nothing as stout and deep as what they had before, of course. My my line of thinking on the Seahawks is sort of that – I think if they were a different organization with what they have mm-hmm. and a coach and a GM I didn't trust as much, I would probably be burying them. But I'm hesitant to bury the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, and the fact that Russell Wilson makes magic happen. They got rid yep. of Tom Cable, so their offensive line has to be better. By the way, that's another reason to – not that John Gruden's going to get fired for it, but <laughs> to, to bury the Raiders is the, the – they got Tom Cable running yep. the O-line show there. Um, you know, see, like I, I, I buy into the idea that Seattle and Pete Carroll will, will be rejuvenated by telling these guys, like, sort of pulling a, a college recruiting class type of situation where you flush out the old veterans, you bring in yep. these young guys who haven't heard your spiel, you tell them compete, 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 you, you build an offense around Russell Wilson, you feed Rashad Penny the ball a bunch of times, um, and then you hope that you can play better defense than people think and, and steal some games in the division. I, I, you know, talk about those division odds. Uh, I was looking at it before. And I was really surprised because the Seahawks are, oh no, never mind. The Cardinals are 16 to 1. The Seahawks are only plus 275. Two points. Oh, wow. I mean, that's not, they're like less than 3 to 1 to win the division. That, see, yeah. that tells me that Vegas is not selling the Seahawks yet. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams took a step back or the 49ers weren't quite ready to make the leap or even if the sure. Cardinals weren't very good. I mean, Seattle could still surprise some people for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I I realize they start with like a ton of road games. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I know they've got like three of the first four, four of the first six on the road or something like that. I think they have an early bye. 
So you know, there's there's obviously going to be a little a little proving ground there, and, and oh yeah, yeah, you're right. The f- four uh four of the first six before their okay. week seven bye are on the road. Their right. Home games are against Dallas and Los Angeles in weeks three and five. Yep. Yeah, that's not great. But I mean, look, they get the Broncos, Bears, Cowboys, and Cardinals to start. I mean, right. they new can... head coach or a QB change or something going on with all those teams, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, I mean, something going on. They can, they can, they could start. Look, if they beat the Rams at home, they could be six and zero going into the Week Seven bye. I mean, it's at, yeah. at Broncos, at Bears, Cowboys at home, at Cardinals, Rams, at Raiders. Hmm. Right. And, and which of those teams, other than the Rams that they face early, is gonna is gonna hang, you know, thirty points on them? Like, nah, nah. you know, unless the, Broncos, the maybe maybe the maybe the Bears, if the Bears yeah. are the the new Rams. Yep, yep. If they're the new Rams, Cowboys, if Zeke goes crazy or whatever. I mean, there's, I guess you can sort of, <laughs> but I mean, I think you're right. I mean, like, there, there's some road games, but there's some winnable road games. You know, they can they can actually take some of these. So yeah, I kind of think they're like, a, I think I have them sort of tentatively like a nine and seven kind of a team, but everyone else seems to think they're. You know, more seven and nine. So we'll see. I don't know. That's kind of the range. Yeah. I don't, I don't see them falling apart. Certainly don't see Pete Carroll getting fired. Um, you know, I talked to, uh, Paul Daner Jr. of the Cincinnati Inquirer yesterday. Yeah. We, we, we mentioned these odds that had just come out, I guess. And, um, we recorded late last night after kids went to bed too. So, um, or late the night, whatever the, you know what I'm trying to say. Yes. Um, and he pointed out, he's like Marvin Lewis. I was like, Marvin Lewis at 10 to one. I told him, I was like, you, that's not going to happen, right? He goes, no, there's no chance that Marvin Lewis will be the first coach fired. He said that he would be extremely surprised if Marvin Lewis, uh, didn't get his full two years out of Mike Brown and that it, Marvin yeah. Lewis might just last as long as the owner last, um, in Cincinnati. I, the other name at 10 to 1, though, that I think is interesting to watch for this is Vance Joseph, the uh-huh. Broncos coach who's in his second year. If they stink the joint out early, could you see some situation where John Elway fires Vance Joseph and replaces him with Gary Kubiak? Oh yeah, wow. I mean, and, and <laughs> just just back to the Marvin Lewis thing. Picking Marvin Lewis in your first coach fired bet is like picking, you know, Keith like, Richards in a Deadpool, right? <laughs> I mean, people have been doing that for the last twenty years and lost their money or flushing it down the toilet. So, but yeah, Vance is Vance is interesting. I I think you may be on to something there because. You know, everyone likes Vance. Like he's a nice guy. He's 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 clearly got some kind of coaching chops, right? Is he a leader of men? Does he does he see the big picture? Are these new coordinator changes going to make any difference? Does his new quarterback play as well as he did last year? There's a lot of a lot of questions out there, man, and a lot of dot connecting. That said, I like their draft. I think they, you know, I think they have something there, obviously. But yeah, man, you know. Ah, that's that's a tough one. You lose some of those early games. I know they've got you mentioned Seattle. I think they've got yeah. Let me look here. Oakland, Baltimore, Kansas City. And then if you lose to the Jets, and let's say you're one and four, zero oh and five, or something like that at that point, yeah, that wouldn't that would not stun me if they shake things up. That could be a that's a, that's your wild card bet right there. Yeah, if you're if you're one and five, or if you're one and four after you lose the maybe one and five after. No, one and four. I'm an idiot. Right. After losing the Jets and three of those games are at home and mm-hmm. then you got the Rams coming to, to Denver and you get blasted by the Rams, then yeah. all of a sudden it's, you're, you're, you're watching out for it. And I mean, 
I, I, Vance Joseph could be a good coach. I don't know. I thought it was a surprising hire when they pulled it off. I, I think like, I think Elway is always trying to, you see the sense he's trying to recreate what he had when he was there. And I don't, yeah. I don't know that they figured out. I don't know that this is the way to do it. And I could, if that defense isn't great, it's yeah. definitely going to fall on Vance Joseph. And, and he's the guy that you could see, um, getting in trouble there. We mentioned Cutter and Jay Gruden, Todd Bowles and Bill O'Brien. All right. The, the other three names on this list that we haven't talked about, Jay Gruden, Todd Bowles and Bill O'Brien. If you had to pick one, no, we, we, we talked about Jay Gruden. I'm, I'm an idiot. Todd Bowles, yeah. Bill O'Brien. This is, uh, Jason Garrett. This is, I'm, I'm drinking a Hoplin IPA out of, uh, South, <laughs> Southbound Brewing and it's apparently okay. got a higher, higher ABV than I expected. If you had to pick, <laughs> if you had to pick one guy out of Todd Bowles, Bill O'Brien, and Jason Garrett who was getting fired, who would you go with? Yeah, no, that's, uh, there's, there's no excuses on this show. I trust me. Believe me. I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay with, uh, you know, I'm going to see what I, I forget which one I got, but I got one as well. The Lizard King. Yes. Lizard Ooh, King. whoa, that's a good beer, right? Yeah, it is good beer. You should try it. If you're ever up here, there's a lot in Chicago. So, uh, Wait, who, guess... makes that, who makes that beer? Pipeworks? Yeah, Pipeworks. Yep. Right. That's right. Yep. Yeah, Very good. Go. We, uh, um, we actually, we are, not to, not to derail you yeah. here, but we, we have a lot of, um, I would say that like 75% of the feedback I get on emails and, and tweets and stuff yeah. is, is like, thank you for talking about craft beer. And, <laughs> um, and, and so if people have recommendations that, right. they, that they'd like, you can, uh, are you Eric? underscore at home or uh, Eric underscore at home uh, on Twitter. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So you can also send them if you have Chicago recommendations or Chicago beer questions, send them to Eric and, uh, and he, and he can answer those for you as well. Right. But yeah. Lizard, you're, please you're, stay tuned for the, uh, the fish podcast that will drop. You know, I, yeah. The, yeah. We got to do that one sometime as well. But. I know. Are you, uh, are you going to see fish this summer? I am going to see them in the fall. I probably won't get to see them this summer, but I'll be, uh, I got my mail order tickets for the three Chicago shows. Ooh, so that, all of course, three? I'm probably only going to two since one of them is a Sunday. So that's, mm. uh, I got it anyway, figuring I'll figure something out, but always, always miss a Sunday show when you, work, I know, right? when you yeah, cover the that's, NFL. That's right. I tell myself that. Yeah, that's funny. Um, but yeah, no. Okay. So I, I guess. Part of me thinks that as hawkish as Jerry Jones has been with league matters, you know, he's really actually shown some restraint with Garrett. You know, I mean, like, obviously, he used to be known as the guy who could, you know, every two or three years in between Jimmy Johnson and Bill Parcells, he was that itchy trigger finger, was hiring, you know, firing coaches, blah, blah, blah. You know, he did it to Wade midseason. You know, could it happen to Jason Garrett? It could. But I also feel like he's, he's just shown so much restraint with Garrett. It's absurd. It's kind yeah. of absurd. I mean, he gave Jimmy Johnson four years. He's given Jason okay. Garrett seven. I know. And well, I think he's got two years left on his deal. So if he comes to the end of this season, he'll have one year left. They easily could fire him. Mid-season though, I don't know. It would, after you get rid of Dez and, and, and Jason Witten retires, are you really going to expect this team to win 12 games? I know those guys are, you know, only worth so much, but still, that's a lot. I don't know. It's end of the year. I could see it. Middle of the season, that, that feels a little extreme, but I don't know. Jason Garrett's the second longest tendered head coach in Cowboys history and, has, and has been for like two years. I mean, yeah. that, the, what, that's insane. 
and he's got a 559 winning percentage, which is fine, but yeah. that's, I mean, that's below, it's actually above Jimmy Johnson, but you gotta, with Jimmy, you gotta kind of discount that, that first year. Um, it's yeah. below Barry Switzer. It's below Chan Gailey. It's, mm. uh, it's, it's above Bill Parcells, oddly enough, and it's below Wade Phillips. Like he, I feel like the Cowboys have squandered a lot because they've kept Jason Garrett around, but I, I'm with you from the perspective of, um, Jerry Jones is not going to realize that mid season. Like he's not going to, he's not going to wake up in the middle of the season and be like, Jer- you know, Jason's got to go. Now I do think if they miss the playoffs. Yes. Yep. And go 500. And if they, if they win nine or if they win 10 games and miss the playoffs, which would be very surprising or, um, even nine and seven and miss the playoffs, I think he could be in for a reprieve, but. If they're eight and eight or seven and nine, I think he's toast. And their schedule's not great. I mean, they're at the Panthers in week one, Giants at home in week two, at the Seahawks, if they're the Seahawks home opener that we talked about, um, right. Lions in week four. It's not, it's not bad, I guess, but at Texans, Jaguars at home and at Redskins before that week eight bye. Uh, there's no way that the Cowboys are going to go, uh, two and five. Before that yeah. week, a by that, I mean, if they did go two and five, I could potentially see something happen, and you just give the reins to Rod Marinelli, and you you cross your fingers if you're Jerry Jones. But I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't see it happening either. I think he tries to. He really wants to win a title um, with Jason Garrett. I don't think Bill O'Brien's going anywhere. Although every year uh, there are rumors that Bill O'Brien is either quitting or getting fired. It's very bizarre how that happens. Um, Todd Bowles. I feel like the Jets and Christopher Johnson are being a little bit more patient than, than the, the previous incarnations of the Jets have been. So maybe Todd Bowles is fine. But if, if like Sam Darnold got hurt and, and or like he refused to play Sam Darnold, mm-hmm. then maybe you could see something happening there. I guess, if I had to pick one out of those three though, I think I'd go, I would go Jason Garrett, even though he's a longer shot. Um, but I think at the end of the day, if I'm picking one coach from this list, uh, it's, it, my, 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 my bet would be on a uh, dirt cutter. But I think if I had to, if I had to bet, bet maybe a unit on dirt cutter at 12 to one and a, and a half unit on, on Jason Garrett at 25 to one. I like him as, as, you know, if you're, if you're willing to, you know, make a, bet a small amount and, and go for the longer odds. Yeah. I think that's fine. I, you know, it, we, like you said, it feels like these coaches are getting fired later and later in the season. It's not, you, you know, it's not after week four, five, six, typically. So in that scenario, yeah, if they, if things just fell apart, like the year Des and, 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 and Romo got hurt. Yeah. Even with those injuries, if Dak went down and, you know, they lost Zeke or they lost John Lee again, or they lost, you know, Demarcus Lawrence or something. Okay. Crazy circumstances, maybe not, whatever, but still, if you're four and 12, he's probably gone, but he probably wouldn't even make it to four and 12. So there's a, there's a path for that to happen. I can see it. Yeah. And, and even like thinking about these coaches who have been fired recently, I mean, you know, like John Fox got to, got to play the season out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like Chuck yeah. Pagano got to play the season out. And there, I think, I think the teams are just opting for this. To avoid the turmoil, they let the, they let the team limp to a close and then, and then just immediately dismiss the coach on, on New Year's Day. Cause they right. know that, they know that that last, like it's almost, it's been New Year's Day the last few years. Uh, like Mike McCoy 
I think he got fired right after the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess Gary Kubiak retired. But, you know, I mean, like, Rex Ryan got, did he, how, he fired Chan Gailey two games in, but then he got fired with like three games left. These guys just don't get fired that quickly. Uh, you know, going like in, in the middle of the season. And by the way, we're talking about Jason Garrett. He's the seventh longest tenured coach in the NFL right now. <laughs> it, we just can't get rid of Marvin. That's the problem. He'll that, be in the top five before he knows it. Yeah. No, but you're right. It's, it's wild to think, right? And, you know, there were, there were some people that weren't even sure he was going to make it. You know, he went five and three down the stretch, I think, after Wade got fired. And it was like, people were saying like, oh, that was a really good job that he did. I mean, I don't know. I feel like he was already kind of on a little bit of a pedestal. Yeah. Well, you do, know, you, I mean, do you remember, do you remember reading, I mean, this is, this is, a, this is throwing it back to 2010 or 2009, yeah. I guess, when the internet was in its infancy. But I mean, do you remember reading Drew, uh, McGarry at Kissing Susie Colbert? And like, one of his big things was how like, Wade Phillips would like, goofily walk down the hallway and like, Jason Garrett would be plotting in another room and like, like, like planning to overthrow Wade. And I yeah. mean, that's how it played out. Yeah. Oh, it, it's right. Yeah. Fiction became reality or whatever. No, it's true. And I mean, you know, I, I was, you know, he's an interesting guy, obviously, because he, he went, he, he wants to be Coach K. I mean, I know that sounds Ooh. like, well, who doesn't? But I mean, he wants to be that Mike Shashevsky like figure. And I think in his mind, he's probably saying, well, hell, look at Shashevsky's record in 84. It wasn't that good. You know, it <laughs> took him, I don't know. I, I, I get that vibe around him. Like he's, He's smart. He knows football. He doesn't see the big picture great, I don't think. But he sort of sees himself almost as like this untouchable CEO type. And I don't know. Maybe I don't quite see it the same way. I don't know. I, I don't see it quite. It would, I think uh, uh, Cousin Sal and Bill Simmons refer to him as the clapper. And it's <laughs> it's kind of accurate because he just he does just stand there and clap. And yeah. like what happens if you – it just feels like if you take away – is if you take away Rod Marinelli and the work that he's done to make the defensive part, the bad defensive personnel better that they've had, yeah. these Cowboys teams could have been real bad. Oh yeah. And let's not forget, I mean, like this is a guy who has squandered, you know, the, the end of Tony Romo's career and now is, is, and not to entirely his fault because the, the Cowboys have failed to build it out around him. But I mean, he's also squandered, you know, the, this, this like godsend of a Dak Prescott contract. And so, yep. I, I, yeah, I think I, a, a total egg out of the gates by the Cowboys could lead to Jason Garrett getting fired. But I, I think Jerry tries to give him the whole, uh, the whole season. All right. We're, uh, we're basically at 30. I kept you longer than I meant to. We're at, uh, we're at 30 minutes now, which okay. means that, um, by law of, of daily podcasting, I'm, I'm required to wrap up anything, uh, anything you want to promote, pimp or otherwise discuss. Yeah, no, just doing some stuff at, uh, at Pro Football Weekly, doing some, uh, we're doing some kind of division by division kind of Q and A's with some of the guys on staff. We're doing some other stuff with, uh, our, our team for the ages. If you guys haven't checked that yeah. out, pretty cool. The voting's over, but if you still want to see who the, the best 50 players from the modern era, which is 67 and on, whenever the merger was announced, 67. Right. So it was a cool little project. We've been working on that a little bit, talking to some of the players. We'll have an event in September. So it's uh, coming together. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun to look look back a little bit. All right, good stuff, buddy. Follow him at Eric Edholm, Eric underscore Edholm on Twitter. Read Pro Football Weekly. 
and uh, send him send him Chicago beer ideas and, and yeah. tell, tell him hello at the fish show in Chicago. <laughs> buy better yet, buy me a beer at the fish show. <laughs> that's right, and we'll talk. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, man. Uh, cool. See you, man. <laughs>